and I had no idea really what she was doing. I knew that she was like casting the demon out of me. Um, I was coughing a ton. Um, and she was just like, you know, that is, you know, if you need to like cough or throw up or whatever you need to do, like sometimes like that is like how the demon will come out of you. And I just, I was like, okay. And Welcome to Because He Lives podcast. I'm your host, Madeline Marlatt. On this show, we share the testimony of our living God, Jesus Christ, from people's stories of coming to Christ, deliverance, and being set free, healing, and the signs, miracles, and wonders our God performs every day. Father God, we thank you for every person listening to this podcast. We give you all the glory, for you are the way, the truth, and the life. May the words of our testimony bless every person listening. In Jesus' name, amen. On today's podcast, I'll be interviewing me with my husband, Evan. So let's dive in. episode one we've been I shouldn't say we I've been stalling on making this podcast so episode one here we go this is gonna be my story um I guess my salvation testimony or how I really came to know Jesus there's been a lot of little things leading up to kind of a big moment that really changed everything for me and for my husband Evan which Evan's with me right now he's um, (laughs) he's gonna add his commentary to the podcast as well but yeah there's been a lot of little things and kind of a big moment that changed both of our lives pretty dramatically. So we're going to talk about that uh, today. So I guess to start, um, I'm just going to get a little, give a little bit of background just on my life. So pretty much my whole life I've cared about health. I studied healthcare administration in college. I have always been into like natural healing and yeah, like Chinese medicine, things that you can do to help your body heal, just being very natural in pretty much every way possible. Um, I did one of the things that I did pretty much from like the end of college all the way until more recently, like 2020, was yoga. And I did yoga initially as a way to 
I did it as a healing mechanism when I first started doing it because I had something wrong with my knees. I had a Baker cyst in my knee, which is like nothing major, but I was told by doctors that I would need surgery to remove it. And I knew that, like, I just knew that that wasn't true. So that was one of the things kind of in my adult life that set me down a path of figuring out alternative ways of healing your body. So yoga really was one of those things. I did it very regularly, like I said, from like the end of college. So like 2013 up until 2020. Um, Outside of yoga, I mentioned like being into Chinese medicine. I was very into, and I still, it's not that I'm not into these things anymore, um, but I just kind of look at them a little bit differently and I can explain that. But I was uh, very into Chinese medicine, holistic medicine, like frequency medicine and healing, all those different things, because just throughout my life, and I would say more predominantly in my adult life, like in my 20s, I have felt like there has been something wrong with me that I needed to heal, like just never felt content in my body and felt like there was something more I needed to be doing to be like optimal. And even beyond those things, big focuses on nutrition, Mm -hmm. exercise, just really anything to to be able to take control of your own health. I can say for me, taking control of my own health. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. The like nutrition aspect, the fitness aspect were huge too. Like we, we both really have been into, uh, into all of those things to help us stay healthy and optimal. And I wouldn't necessarily say that it was like, like with food, I never felt like I had like an eating disorder or anything like that. It definitely just became, it was kind of like our life. You know what I mean? Like we, in a way, idolized eating a certain way or doing physical activity just whatever we could to be, like I said, optimal. It wasn't that we were unhealthy or I did have, you know, there was things that I did think were wrong with me and I actually did see doctors and was told that I had certain things, quote unquote, wrong with me in my adult life, like having thyroid issues or like gut issues, things like that. Um So yeah, I would say it was never, it was kind of just more of like an obsession. We idolize those things to an extent. And it's not that I don't think that those things can be helpful. Um, Yeah, it was kind of just a lot of too much focus in a way. So, and I'm saying that as kind of a, the foundation of really who I have been my, my whole life and my adult life, uh, to explain, you know, this whole coming to Jesus moment I had and, and how it could just completely like changed my life and and Evan's life too. So I will go back to, so I'm going to, so I'm going to start talking about 2020. So in 2020, uh, this was the time that we decided that we, would want to have a baby like in the near future. 
So of course me being the way I am wanting to take control of my health and, you know, kind of to an extent obsessing about health, I wanted to make sure I would be in good condition to have a baby, but I still in the back of my mind kind of felt like there was something wrong with me and that I was going to have issues having a baby. So it's like, we wanted to have a baby, but because I felt like there was something wrong with me, I decided that we kind of both decided like, let's just wait a little bit longer. Um, and let's not do that yet. So I just focused on my health. I did a lot of things to just take control of my life and make myself feel good by, um, like, of course, like working out a lot, riding horses and things like that. Um, but interesting, interestingly enough, in 2020 was also the time that I started to notice the presence of God in my life. Uh, it was just like little things that I would notice or feel the biggest. There is like a defining moment I remember in 2020 because I could no longer do yoga and, and go to the yoga studio because they were closed during COVID. I would take walks in our neighborhood. And for some reason, I, I'd come across someone uh, that I followed on Instagram that like listened to worship music. And because of this person I followed, I don't even remember who they were. I listened to one of the songs she posted when I was on a walk. And I just remember like crying so much just out of nowhere, like as I'm listening to the song, I had never listened to worship music before. And I just felt like I just got hit by something and I just started crying. What's that song? The song is the song is the blessing by Carrie Job, uh, one of my all time favorites now. And I still, I still cry for the most part. <laughs> Every time I listen to that song, uh, the presence of God is just, is, thick with that song. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was, that was a defining moment. Like I knew that it was something I believed it was God. I just didn't know exactly what it was. Um, and now we both know that, you know, I was getting filled up with the Holy spirit, uh, when I was getting very emotional there, but there was, a, there was other things that were happening, uh, that I, you know, just like starting to notice the presence of God. And it was really strong once I got pregnant. So I got pregnant in at the end of 2021. And, you know, when we got pregnant, it was like all those like fears and thoughts I had were had of, you know, I was going to have an issue getting pregnant were not true. We didn't have any issues or anything. So it really was just like complete lies that were in my mind. Um, but thank God that we, you know, that he blessed us with a child pretty quickly and easily, but it was during the time that I was pregnant that I started to just like feel more spiritual and see more signs of God. Um, I would see the number two, two, two everywhere. And I didn't, I believed that it was like God speaking to me. I didn't know exactly what it meant um, until more recently. There's different, you know, people believe different things. Like God speaks in numbers and um, 222 means like signs, miracles, and wonders. And I would see that number so frequently when I was pregnant, like especially 
leading up to the weeks of me giving birth, which for people who don't know us, we had Landon at home. We had a home birth, which was completely an idea and desire placed in my heart from God. I know that for a fact. Um, so yeah, I just, I just believe that it was God speaking to me through uh, that sign or, or those numbers, um, just letting me know that everything was going to be okay. Uh, I felt super at peace about having him at home. Um, like a lot of people would ask me when I had, or like when I was pregnant with Landon, how I felt so confident in, in everything and just like having him at home. And I really did just feel so at peace. And it's like, now looking back, I just know that that was God, um, you know, with me the entire time. Um, and just, you know, putting all of that, that piece on me. And then when he, when Landon was born, when I was pregnant, I decided to take a birth course, which there's like a million birth courses out there. And the one I decided to take was a Christian birth course. And it was like very eye opening. Um, but one of the things that I did was pray for what I wanted to happen in my birth or like when Landon was born, for example, like what time I'd want him to be born, like what the weather would be, just like very specific things. And all of those things came true. All those things happened. And after I had Landon, I was just amazed. Like I couldn't believe that all those things happened. And I just like knew it was God. And he was just showing me like how faithful he really is. So that ignited a little fire inside of me. And I felt very compelled to share my birth story when uh, like right after I had Landon, it was like days after that I wrote up my birth story and I shared it. And like part of me sharing it was like part of it was because I wanted people to know that they can be in control of the outcomes of their birth. And I was, I am still very passionate about uh, like birth and pregnancy and all of that. But again, like the lens I was looking at it from was like trying to take control of the outcomes because like you can do it yourself by the actions you take. Like, for example, like I would be what you would eat, what you put in your body, just like your mindset, all of those things, like trying to take control of it yourself. Um, I did want to glorify God. Like I believed that he was very faithful and I wanted to glorify him. But um, part of me, you know, sharing it was from that lens of, you know, wanting people to know that they can be in control. So, um, so yeah, that is kind of just, a little bit of background on how I started to notice the presence of God um, up until more recently. One thing I'd just like to add to that, um, adding in some scripture around your, you know, your focus on really praying to God and asking for exactly what you wanted. Uh, Matthew 7, 7, Jesus says, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Mm, yeah, that's good. I That reminds me too, uh, one of the signs, this was definitely from God, 
was this um it's mark eleven twenty four, and that stuck out to me so much i remember when i when i was pregnant specifically it's um i'm probably gonna get it a little bit off but uh, whatever you ask for in prayer believe you have received it and it will be yours and that was definitely something that i remember i saw it like at some point when i was pregnant and i was like wow like if I just believe that this will happen, it will. And then it did. So I believe that that was another sign from God. Um, and I still love that scripture. That's actually the verse I was looking for. <laughs> you <gotta remember laughs> well, yeah, it's one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, God showed me that when I was pregnant. Okay, so let's see. Um, I think covered the background and you know, like starting to notice the presence of God up until more recently. And then after we had Landon, I had such a strong desire in my heart to have another baby, like almost immediately. But again, those like that anxiety and fear that something was wrong with me and that I wasn't going to be able to have another baby came back when again, I didn't have an issue getting pregnant the first time. So the fact that just like this fear and anxiety came in immediately after was completely the enemy. Um, but I didn't realize it at the time, but so I wanted to have another baby. Um, I felt like there was something wrong with me. I started to go down the path again of, okay, what can I do to make myself healthy and ready to have another baby? I started working with a frequency medicine doctor, um, and he, you know, he told me I had some quote unquote, again, like issues or things wrong with me, nothing major, but definitely words spoken over me that I believed. And, you know, I like came into agreement with, and I thought, you know, I thought there was something wrong with me. And until those things went away, then I wouldn't be able to have another baby. So, um, I'll add also during this time, probably around like eight months ago, I connected with a girl who is now a great friend of mine who is a very strong Christian. So she was kind of like planted into my life like around eight-ish months ago. And being my only Christian friend, like I, that was another thing that I felt like we would have conversations and we would talk about God and stuff and felt like that was like drawing me closer but she kind of opened my eyes to some things. Um, one of the things was I told her that I was going to work with this frequency medicine doctor and she warned me and kind of just said that, you know, you have to be careful with that kind of stuff because even if their intentions are good, like they want to help you just like the roots behind that type of medicine can be like essentially witchcraft. And when she told me that it was like a, in like a brief conversation, but when she told me that it was like, I believed her. And I think Evan, like you believed her too, that there was like some truth to that. Uh, Cause God was definitely like already working on our hearts and like revealing the truth to us. Um, we didn't know that until later, but uh, God was definitely working on us. So we were both like, it's like, I felt a little bit of conviction when she said it, but because I thought he was helping me, at the time, I was just like, eh, I'm still going to work with him because he's helping me. It like, didn't really resonate with us quite yet. 
Yeah, it was like the seed was planted, but we didn't like fully understand. So, um, so yeah, that was like that was pretty recently that I was working with a frequency medicine uh, doctor, and so I think at this point I'm just gonna switch into the kind of come to Jesus moment or weekend. It was a Friday night and Evan and I, um, I went, I went down to the sauna. We have a sauna at our house. So I just went down there by myself that night and I was like, I always do (laughs) scrolling on Instagram in the sauna. And I came across a video. It was just a reel talking about the demonic roots of yoga and I was like sucked into the video. I, I was like reading the comments on the video as it was I've definitely played like multiple times. So I'm reading the comments and I'm just very intrigued by it. I was reading a comment and I don't even remember exactly what it was now, but I just remember I sent the video to Evan on Instagram and I was like, I want to talk about this later. So that night, and you you mentioned to look at, uh, I think you said the top comment. Oh and yeah. So just just for added detail too. So this video um, was a former yoga instructor talking about um, the roots of yoga being really being centered around praising the Hindu god of consciousness, mm-hmm. um, and that you know those poses, regardless of the intention. Um, are poses that worship that God. Um, so that was obviously very eye-opening to Madeline and I both, both, you know, we know we believe in Jesus and we know we're only supposed to worship one God. So hearing, you know, kind of hearing that perspective of yoga was, was just kind of like a whoa moment for both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so she sent me that video and I, when I looked at the comments, um, the top comment that I saw was different than what she saw. Um, but the comment that I saw really resonated with me, um, you know, as just kind of like a mind blowing thing. Um, essentially someone had had a, a dark spirit, like a demon attached to them from doing yoga. And they had received diagnoses of, I I think it was a tumor Mm -hmm. like on their spine Mm -hmm. and went to multiple doctors, could not get any kind of resolution besides like, you know, this is terrible, basically kind of like a, almost like a death sentence for for this girl um, until she found Jesus and was able to get deliverance um, and get healed from this. Yeah. I don't remember having that deep of a conversation about it that night, but it's probably because I was in a different world already, but I, yeah, I just, I just remember the comment. I don't remember what the comment was that I saw on the video. Yeah, I don't know. I just know that I, my mom had mentioned to me that like yoga was demonic, probably the beginning of 2020 at some point, but just because like Evan said, I was doing it for fitness and not like, I didn't think I was doing it to like worship some other God. So I just was doing it for my health and to maintain health and feel good and all that kind of stuff. 
So when we were, when we were talking about this up, like, so we, that night we we're just like laying in bed, the lights were off and I was like, let's talk about the video. And we did, we, we talked about the comments for a couple, couple minutes and he started to say like, I, you know, it's, I do feel like whenever we would do like sun salutations, I would feel a little bit weird about it. And it was like, right when he said that, I, I just felt really scared and very sick. Like I felt like I all of a sudden felt nauseous and I felt super scared and I felt like there was like something dark in the room is like really the only way that I can describe it. Like a dark presence. Yeah. Like I, I actually felt like a dark presence in the room and I said to Evan, like, I want to stop talking about this. Like, that's like exactly how I said it. And in my mind, after I said it, I was like, like, that is so strange. Like, why did I just say that? We're talking about yoga it was very weird. Like it almost felt like it wasn't me saying it, like looking back is like how it feels. And I was like, turn the light on. And he turned the light on because I was obviously scared. And as soon as the light turned on, I just started crying and I'm laying there and just was very confused. And Evan even said like, I think we should like go to church <laughs> is what he said. But like another thing too was like, it felt like my throat was like closing. It was, yeah, it just like felt like something was like in my throat. Like I needed to throw up and felt scared. And his, his sense was like, we should go to church. <laughs> and I was also like, oh, wow, that's a really weird reaction to a video about yoga, but you know, yeah, whatever. <laughs> So we, we just went to sleep that night and the next morning I texted my, my one Christian friend that I had, and I don't really know why I decided to text her other than I know that the Holy Spirit was clearly guiding me. <laughs> um, but I texted her and it was a super long text and I explained to her, I was like, this really weird thing happened to me last night. Like I was talking about yoga with Evan and I started to feel like really sick and scared. And she texted me and she was like, can I call you? And when I saw that text, like Evan's family had just come in town. They had just gotten to our house. So like, ideally I would have stayed and been hanging out with them, but I just like knew that I needed to have a conversation with her. So I went upstairs and she called me and, you know, she was, she was like, okay, I don't want to freak you out, but there's something called demonic oppression. And like, you're, you're a Christian, so you can't be like possessed by a demon. So don't freak out. But basically a demon can oppress you and use your body as a home and they can enter your body when you open doors. Um, something like yoga is an open door to a demon like coming into you. And it was 
she barely even had to open her mouth and like say this. It was like, there's such a thing as demonic oppression and that darkness and like scared feeling and feeling sick came back immediately. And it felt like my throat was closing. Like it felt like there was something in my throat and I just got really quiet. And I think she could sense that I was like, are you okay? And I just, I was not okay. Um, I was really scared and she was like, okay, can I pray for you? So she started to pray a little bit and you know, whatever was in me was, it was the praying wasn't working in that moment. Like it was just like stirring up whatever was in me even more. And she was like, I think that you need deliverance. Like, are you, would you be open to talking to someone? And just like, it's so crazy how this all even went down that she had somebody that I could talk to. And just the fact that like, it sounds really crazy saying this, like there was a demon or something, you know, like this all, this was all completely new information to me. Like I didn't know any of this stuff. I, I believed in the devil. I believed in demons, but I didn't understand that, you know, I had seen scary movies. Like I was obsessed with watching scary movies about this kind of stuff, you know, where people get like possessed and, you know, so it's, it's something that it's like, I believe, but I just didn't know could happen in real life, if that makes sense. So like when she was saying this, I was open to it and I was willing to talk to someone because my spirit, like in my spirit, I knew that I needed to. So we hang up the phone and I just like put worship music on and I go into the bathroom. And at this point I'm like crying and I just feel unwell. And this girl calls me probably within like a minute or a couple minutes. I had no idea who this girl was. Um, never talked to her in my entire life. And she just gets on the phone and she was like, you know, the, one of the first things she said to me was, have you accepted Jesus like into your heart? And I said a prayer with her to like accept Jesus into my heart, even though I believed I did, but like, it was that moment of just like recommitting my life to Jesus basically. And, you know, saying that he is my Lord and savior out loud and we started that way. And from then she started to like ask me questions and she knew that I did yoga and that I realistically needed deliverance from doing yoga. So she had me like renounce doing yoga and you know, <laughs> well, you probably don't know if you don't know what deliverance is, but she started to cast out the demon that had entered me from doing yoga. Um, she would say like, you know, spirit of, uh, I forget what, what spirit she even said, but you know, anything that entered me like during yoga, like come out in Jesus name. And I had no idea really what she was doing. I knew that she was like casting the demon out of me. Um, I was coughing a ton um, and she was just like, you know, that is, you know, if you need to like cough or throw up or whatever you need to do, like sometimes like that is like how the demon will come out of you. And I just, I was like, okay. And just, 
it's crazy thinking back now because it almost like when I was up there in my bathroom by myself, it feels like a blur. It's like, it's like, I almost, it's like, I can remember it, but it's just feels like I was in a different like world when this was happening. Uh, but she started to like, after we dealt with yoga, she was asking me more questions. Like, have you ever done Reiki? And Reiki is something that I have also done. Um, I basically, without even realizing it, have been into like the new age and the new age is essentially like a false gospel of believing that we have control over our own destiny and like creating our own destiny. And, um, so, I mean, you can look up what the new age is like a lot of different things like practices would be considered new age, but she had me renounce doing Reiki and cast out the demon that came in or entered during Reiki also. And mind you, I'm just like coughing and crying and (laughs) it was just, it was a crazy experience. And really the moment that I, like everything changed for me was when she started to say things and like prophesy to me things that she would never have known about me. She started to say things like, um, like God is showing me that he has like your son in his hands and like, he's been protecting your son this entire time. And then she was like, you have a son, right? And I was like, yeah. So like she said that. And then she was like confirming. She was like, you have a son, right? And I was like, yes, I do. And then she was like, God is showing me that like you have, you know, you're going to have like all these kids, like you're going to have more kids and he's protecting all of them. And it really was like in that moment, just like hearing those words that I like, I just knew that God was real because it's like the, one of the biggest things that I had been dealing with was this fear that I wasn't going to be able to have more kids and that there was something wrong with me. And it's like, God knew that that was you know, like that was on my heart and it was because of these demons basically like putting these lies into my, into my mind. And it was just, it was mind blowing to hear her say that. And one of the other things that happened like that day during the deliverance was she got a, a vision of Like God showed her my womb, which again, it's like, she really did not, she didn't even, she didn't know that I desired like more kids or like that I had been dealing with these like struggles and anxiety around having kids that were just completely just did not make any sense at all. And she said that God showed her an image of my womb and it was like my womb with all of these snakes inside of it 
and I just like I feel like I fell on my face <laughs> when she said that because I just like couldn't believe it but I just knew that God was real like I knew in that moment that God was 100% real and that he had been hearing my you know all of my hopes and dreams and concerns and all of those things so all of this went on for I don't know probably a good hour and and this whole time I'm downstairs with my family with no idea what's going on upstairs in the yeah. bathroom <laughs> zero clue no idea where Madeline's at really besides the new she's upstairs on the phone but obviously like no idea just what that conversation is or any of that Mm-mm. yeah so I after we got off the phone I I texted you I think and I just like in a very brief text was like I don't really know what just happened but like I don't even remember what I said. I think I said that a demon just came out of me. I think you did. <laughs> and then you came upstairs and, like, I know you told me that you basically just, like, knew and understood and believed what happened to me without me really even having to explain it. So that's just, like, really cool, too. And I think part of my story is really like our story too and how just I mean we'll talk about your whole testimony on a different podcast but it's just awesome how like God was working on you and your heart leading up to this like Evan had bought a Bible a few months before and had really started to read the Bible just kind of like on a whim like you had been kind of on like a self-help journey for a while too but the fact that you were drawn to want to read the bible and to like understand things you know from a spiritual perspective on your own is just like crazy and you really can only explain it by knowing that it was god doing that so i think when like everything happened to me and like going through deliverance it just like, you were, you know, because God had worked on you, you were able to understand it, which was a huge help for me. And really, I think, just, like, shot us into this, like, really kind of fast-tracked spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a few other things, like, just that I want to add about, like, my deliverance specifically. Um that was obviously like one day or one hour it happened and after that happened i i still felt like although i truly felt like my vision was like clear like when i woke up the next morning i felt like i looked outside and everything was like brighter and clearer and I felt like a weight was lifted off of me, 100%, but I definitely felt like there was something maybe still there, and I didn't really know what it was, or I didn't really know, but I happened, so that following Monday, my friend 
was going over to um, this girl who, you know, helped with the deliverance, who ministered the deliverance for me. She was going over to her house because she has a baby or baby is similar age to Landon. So we went over and had like a little play date, which really just turned into (laughs) um, more deliverance for me. And that day I received more deliverance. Um, It was a really powerful day. I think like a lot of the stuff that happened there was like kind of similar to what happened to me that the couple days before on that Saturday. So I won't really go into it, but like the process of deliverance and like how God wants to set you free of things, which the term deliverance, like I know because some people don't know what that means. And you know, when God delivers you from something, he's setting you free. Like he was setting me free from the demons that I had, like that came in through me doing yoga and Reiki. And again, like I wasn't doing those things with like ill intentions or, you know, it's like not like I was practicing witchcraft, but they're open doors and those doors allowed those demons to come in. So like God set me free from things like kind of slowly, but also like compared to a lot of people that go through deliverance, like very quickly. So that following week, there was a movie that is called Come Out in Jesus' Name. And it is basically all about deliverance. Um, pastor Greg Locke, he's a pastor who like got really big on social media during COVID and realized that God was calling him to deliverance. And there's this movie that came out and we ended up going to see it and it was exactly one week after i had gone through deliverance myself so just like the fact that that movie even came out around the same time was just again it was completely god like i have been saying that this whole time like everything leading up to this was like god setting me up (laughs) and the movie we went to see the movie it was really good but there was like At the end of the movie, Pastor Locke came on and he basically did like a mass deliverance since the movie was going to only be premiered uh, one time in theaters. It's been premiered more times now, but uh, the pastor came on and he did like a live stream deliverance. And during that, I felt like a little bit off when he was talking about like witchcraft But I didn't say anything that night because I didn't want to, like, make it about me or just, I don't know. i just gone through deliverance, so I didn't want to say anything. But I told my friend that next day, and I went over there, and it turned into another, like, I want to say it was, like, a seven-hour deliverance session where God just, like, set me free of so many things. Like, the things that he, like, brought to light and brought to surface were things that I didn't even realize that I needed freedom from. And that is what's so cool about, like, well, so cool about God, because he wants us to be free. He wants us to not have, um, you know, chains, like, holding us back, like, whether it's, like, anxiety or depression or jealousy, bitterness, like, whatever it is, like, he doesn't want that. Like, those feelings are not from God. And he wants to set you free from them. So, yeah, I went through, like, another very big deliverance. Um, 
one of the things I'll just like add to the story. So I mentioned like when I first was going through deliverance, like I was coughing a lot. And what I had learned was that like basically when demons are going, like Jesus will basically expose the demons and he will allow them to manifest in your body, which they will, you know, some people like throw up or scream or cough or whatever it may be. But that day I was manifesting a like spirit of witchcraft and my eyes were like vibrating. They were like shaking and I just had like this terrible headache and it lasted for a while. But like I said, like God just like set me free from all of that. And it was a really, it was a really awesome and, and powerful day. And yeah, I mean, like, since then, like, since getting freedom, life has been so crazy. Like, there has been so many things that have happened since then. And just, like, one of the things is just the fact that both Evan and I have felt the presence of God so strongly and, like, been able to get closer to God, um, hearing his voice, like, just actually having a relationship like things that I never really knew were possible like I was not I was raised to know that God is real but I never knew that I could have like an intimate relationship with God or like hear his voice regularly when I pray to him so I guess on that note, I'm gonna switch a little bit now into like post deliverance. And I just want to share some of the like cool things that have happened, like things that God has revealed to me since then. So this was like a couple nights after the initial deliverance. Um, I had this like vision when I, when I was, It was like I was, it was in the middle of the night. So I was like kind of half asleep. I wasn't dreaming. I was awake. But I had this vision of clothing. And one of the things that like after this all happened, I had had this like weird feeling about Halloween. Like it kept getting put in my mind. Like I know the Holy Spirit was like putting it into my mind, like Halloween, Halloween. And then I had this vision of clothing and... I also just will mention really quickly that, like, this past year uh, around Halloween, like, basically, like, the whole month of October, I felt so weird about Halloween. It's like the Holy Spirit was already convicting me of Halloween and just, like, how, like, the demonic and satanic roots of Halloween and how we really shouldn't be celebrating Halloween as Christians. And... I had talked to my mom about it. I talked to Evan about it. I talked to my Christian friend about it. And I just, yeah, there was something very off with Halloween. So, like, after I was saved, God was 100% trying to just, like, help clear everything out with Halloween. And I had this vision of clothing. And it was a couple of nights later that my friend who did the deliverance, ministered the deliverance, called me and was like I had this dream and there was an angel that was like walking me around to all of these it was like a neighborhood but it was closets and she asked like what is this for like what is all these what are all these clothes for and they said like the the angel was like 
it's for Halloween. So she called me and she was like, this dream has to be for you. Like, I believe that God is like trying to show you something that there's something to do with Halloween and clothing that you need to get rid of. And it was like, I immediately knew what it was. And I was just like, I mean, God is so cool like that because it was like, I didn't even know that I needed to get rid of this. And then he just like put it into my mind. But there was this Halloween sweatshirt that I wore. Um, I wore, I mean, I'd always wear it around Halloween, but I remembered that I wore it when I saw an acupuncturist, which again, acupuncture is one of those things you have to be like a little bit careful with because the roots of it, it's like the person doing it, like their intention is probably not always bad, but the roots of acupuncture, um, I'd have to look up specifically, but it's, it's another open door. It's another open door to potentially demonic activity. So I remember I went to see this acupuncturist and I was wearing that Halloween sweatshirt. And it's kind of funny because I would joke around how this lady was a witch. And now I believe that that was actually true. Like, I know that sounds crazy, but I believe that she was a witch and that I was sensing that even at that time. And that's why I made those comments. And I believe that is what God showed me that I need to get rid of that sweatshirt when I, you know, was seen by this acupuncturist on Halloween. And since then, we've also completely cleansed our house of everything to do with Halloween because we just don't want to go there. Like, I have no desire to do things that I know are, you know, what do they say? Like, do what God, like, loves and hate, or, like, love what God loves and hate what God hates. And, you know, God hates Satan, and he (laughs) doesn't want us to be doing anything that is potentially worshiping another God. So, anyways, we we completely cleansed our house of everything to do with Halloween. Yeah, and I I think even a, like, a two-minute-long interview with John Ramirez, Mm. learning, (laughs) learning his story... Uh, if you don't know who that is, um, check it out. He's a former Satanist who became a pastor. Just a, a wild story. Um, but he talks about all of the the dark roots of Halloween. And I remember yeah. seeing that. And that was one of those things. It was a very short video. It was enough for me to be like, yep, not interested. Yeah. Yeah, and it's crazy because I remember seeing, uh, learning who John Ramirez was, like, back in 2020. So it was, like, God already planted that seed, like, a while ago, too. You know, he had been working on, I mean, my heart about Halloween. And it was, like, just, again, the setup. (laughs) This year, just things just got, got really, really strong. Like, they say, you know, dark and light can't be together. So it was, like, the closer that I was getting to God and the more that God was like reeling me in, the more all of this like darkness was getting exposed. So yeah, it's, you know, I'm sure a lot of people will still celebrate Halloween and that's fine. Like we're not here to like judge people if they want to still, but we just, you know, feel in our hearts that we, it's not something that we want to mess around with, especially after, you know, we had unwillingly had doors open and didn't even know it and were impacted by those 
doors being open. So, um, okay. Then the other thing, this is kind of like the biggest thing that God revealed to me after he freed me from all of this was, okay, so like a part of deliverance is like kind of under what, like understanding the root of where all of this comes from, you know, like where the demons came in initially, like why that even happened to begin with. And sometimes demons can, can come in through generational curses. Like it might be something that is passed down from generations Um, and that, you know, I was, I was freed from that too. Um, you know, the generational things that were in my family that needed to be broken off, but it can be, you know, like I said, from, from generational stuff, or it can be from like an open door. And he revealed to me, God revealed to me what, like what happened when I was a child that basically like created this spiral of me caring about my health and being obsessed with my health and like being paranoid that there's something wrong with me or that I was like gonna get sick or I was sick so after I was saved I remembered that so when I was little when the movie The Sixth Sense came out which I still haven't looked up what year that came out, but I just know I was really little. Like, I I honestly think I was in, like, first or second grade. And why why my parents let me watch it, I'm still not sure. It's not their fault by any means. But uh, I remember watching that movie, and I was absolutely traumatized from watching that movie, like, to the point where I would... I slept with the lights on for months. Like, I don't, I just don't remember it was months of sleeping with the lights on. I would sense things, like, around me during the day. And I just, like, you know, as a little kid, and even I would tell, my parents knew I was scared. But, you know, they just, like, chalked it up to, like, oh, you watched a scary movie, you're scared. Um... Now, I definitely believe that it was demonic and, you know, I was being tormented as a child. And in that movie, if you've seen the movie, there's a scene where there's a little girl and she, like, gets sick and is, like, throwing up because her mom poisoned her. And God, like, reminded me and showed me that... It was in that moment when I watched that movie that I essentially let a demon into my life. And demons, I mean, they can be there for your entire life. And they will basically, like, they can be dormant and then they need their fix. And... I believe, so I, like I said, I was obsessed with watching scary movies basically my whole life. And it's like, now I know that that was realistically the demon, like needing its fix, which is why I was always intrigued by that like darkness. So yeah, I, it's crazy to think that a moment 
in time of me watching a movie as a child like realistically impacted and shaped who I was for my whole entire life and something else I'll just like mention about the movie and like that God reminded me of was when I was little like soon after I saw this movie I got super super thin and it basically like borderline was an eating disorder because I I mean it wasn't eating disorder but it was it wasn't it was like a, it was demonic oppression I was afraid to eat food like I was genuinely afraid to eat food because I thought I was gonna throw up and it was because of that movie but it was because that demon had came into me and was basically using that against me and then that continued my entire life of you know that demon basically making me feel like I was always like you know had something wrong with me or I was gonna be sick in some way so it's just crazy how the devil knows your weaknesses the demons know your weaknesses and they will like capitalize on them in whatever way possible so It's just, I mean, it's amazing that God, like, revealed that to me and showed me that that was the root of that because I feel very strongly now that, like, you know, God lets things happen to you for a reason. Like, he doesn't want people to go through dark times and, like, bad things, but I believe that he let me go through that to get me to like exactly where I am right now and to tell people what happened to me so they know that this stuff is real and to protect realistically our kids like we need to be protecting them from all of this darkness that is in the world and realizing that you know for example it's not just a movie and things can enter when you open these doors And you may think it's, you know, playful, like things like Hocus Pocus and Harry Potter and all that stuff, but it's real and it is an open door and you really just don't want to have those doors open. Um, So I guess with all that being said, um, there's been, like I said, there's been a lot to the story and just so many things but since like since being saved there's just been I'm gonna highlight just a couple of the things that God has done to use me now that I'm like living for him and so yeah I just to show like the power of of God, it was probably three weeks after I was saved, I went to church. I think it was the second time I went to church. And it was just me and my mom that day because Evan was out of town. And after church, they, like when they opened up for prayer, I felt very compelled to like go up to the front and we, me and my mom went up for prayer and the pastor prayed for us and we like, he asked what specifically to pray for. So we told him what we, you know, would like him to pray. 
about and he started to speak to my mom like saying things to her that again things that she that I know about her that he wouldn't know unless it was God speaking through him uh but she ended up saying the sinner's prayer and recommitting her life to Jesus that day and he looked at me and Mind you, I had been saved for like three weeks. I had gone through basically a whirlwind the f- like few weeks before learning all this new information about like deliverance and just like all of this stuff. Learning all about spiritual gifts. Yeah, learning about... Which is, I mean, that was really eye-opening for me too, just learning about the existence of the spiritual gifts, the spiritual aspect of our world hmm Yeah, we, we had learned a ton about spiritual gifts, um, which well, we could have a whole podcast talking about spiritual gifts, but we some... Yeah, we, we can do that. Uh, one of the, like, so just a couple of them would be, like, prophecy and speaking in tongues. So, again, I did not know, like, I just didn't know this stuff really existed, And so the pastor looks at me and he says to me, like, do you know about the prophetic and speaking in tongues? And I just look at him and I'm like, well, I mean, kind of. I went through deliverance a couple weeks ago and now I know one person who (laughs) like speaks in tongues and has been prophesying to me all these different things. And he just goes, well, I believe that you're going to receive both of those gifts today. And I was like, whoa, okay. And we ended up, me and my mom both ended up, um, one of the other pastors prayed for us. And um, we, we got baptized in the Holy Spirit. And we I started to speak in tongues um, after I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. And it was just like a few words, but it was crazy just that I had gone from like being saved, learning all these things to now I'm in church and I'm like speaking in tongues. It was just, it was crazy. And from that day on, I do believe like... (laughs) Ever since that day of being baptized in the Holy Spirit, I have started to just hear God's voice and get more visions and words of knowledge and just different things. And I don't know, I just say that to really just let people know, like, there's no timeline. Like, God wants... God wants a relationship with everyone and you can be walking with God your entire life or be walking with God for one minute and he wants to bless you and he wants to use you and that's like what happened to me. I was saved and I basically just said, okay, God, I want to do whatever it is you want me to do and just felt that desire like the Holy Spirit was just like, a so I was so filled with the Holy Spirit and I still am every day. We're on fire. <laughs> but, you know, I'm just saying that to just 
just show that it doesn't matter. There's no timeline of how long you're walking with God. Like he, he wants to use you. He wants to use you and, and, um, use like the spiritual gifts that he has for you. So the last kind of story I'll just tell really quickly is, and this happened most recently, but it's just such a, it's just so awesome to glorify God and his power is, uh, my friend asked me to go to a Bible study and at her church, I have been going to a different church, but as soon as she asked me, I was like, okay, I'll go. I just like felt like I should. And I, anything that is about God, hanging out with God, anything to do with God, I'm like, yes, I'll do it. So I went to the the Bible study, which really was more of just like a teaching. And when, when we got there, the main thing that the apostle was teaching was about spiritual gifts and about speaking in tongues. And he had us get in groups of three and speak in tongues to each other, pray for each other, just pray out loud and prophesy to each other. And again, this is like not something I have, I have prayed in tongues, but I've done it kind of, um, kind of under your breath. Yeah. Like, well, when I've been by myself, I'll like pray out loud in tongues, but I've been very hesitant around other people because it's just, you know, it's it's like speaking another language. I, I mean, it is speaking another language. But if I was to speak like Spanish or something, like I would, when someone told me to get up in front of the class, I'd be a little bit hesitant to do it. You know. So, anyways, it was very much pushing me out of my comfort zone. But we get into these groups, and he's like, "All right, speak in tongues. Like, start praying." So we start praying, and it just starts flowing. And I'm just praying and I'm saying what is coming, whatever's coming out, I'm just saying it. And he was like, okay, stop and, you know, listen and say what God, you know, say, like prophesy what he said. And I was very hesitant again to say anything, but I heard the name Mike. So I just... I say to the people that I was with, I was like, I heard Mike, does that mean anything to you? And the other guy that we were with, um, he, he looks at me and he was just like, hmm. <laughs> it was like, basically, he was just like, hmm, okay. And then the apostle was like, okay, go like again, like start praying and then we're going to, you're going to prophesy again. So we start praying in tongues again and we stop and he was like, okay, now prophesy. What did God, you know, ask God what he said and, and say what he said to you. And I just like look at him, the, the guy that I was, there's two people in the group, but I was talking to Brian, who was the guy that was in my group. And I was like, I feel like God said that someone's getting tested and I was like, does that mean anything to you? And he just looks at me and he was like, yeah, it does. Like it very much means something to me. And at that point I start burning up, <laughs> like, like 
like felt like sweat beads were coming off of me like on fire and I told him I was like I am like super hot right now like tell me what it means to you and he was like my friend Mike's wife was getting tested for breast cancer today and I like wanted to fall on the floor because <laughs> I was just like no way like there's no way that God just told me that I just couldn't believe it like I started to cry a little bit like the Holy Spirit was just like just like felt God like so much on me and I was like there's no way like there's no way that God just spoke that to me and he was like yeah like and he was just like, wow, that is, like, incredible that he's like, I guess I need to talk to Mike now. And then there's some other people were kind of, like, hearing in on our conversation and, like, hearing that I was really hot. And they basically went on to explain to me that the reason that I got hot, and it's happened to me a couple other times before, too, is it's it's the healing power of God. It's the healing fire of God and God was basically giving me that healing power and healing to to give to Brian to, I mean, I believe, to pass on to Mike's wife who is getting tested for breast cancer. So I laid my hands on him and I prayed in tongues and I, I passed the fire, I passed the healing on to him and, and he could feel it and... It was, it was just really cool. And I just had to tell that story because it's just so crazy to me, like how God moves and how he, how he's worked so quickly and has used me and he's used you, Evan, just so fast like I just our whole life has completely flipped upside down in the best way possible and I do believe that God has been pursuing us just as much if not more than we had been pursuing him but it just came to this like this moment in time where I you know he set me free and it was at that moment he was like no this is it and now there's really like no other choice or really no other desire besides to want to like follow God and to just do like whatever he wants us to do. You know, like especially after even the other night of getting that prophetic word of healing from God, I just I just believe that it's it's what he wants for us to he wants to use my story and our story of you know trying to use all this new age stuff of thinking that we can heal ourselves and you know do this all this stuff on our own and he's going to use that um he's going to use that for his good and what is that? What the enemy meant for evil, that he meant for good. And I just, like, truly believe that is what he's he's doing. And there's going to be so much more of it. And that is what we plan to share on this podcast. Uh, there's really, you know, there's so many details of 
my story even. I could have probably made this podcast like three hours long, but that will get a little bit too long (laughs) for people to listen to. But that is what this podcast is going to be. It's going to be talking about the, the testimonies that people have of coming to Christ, of God saving them, of them being set free, of just the chains that have been put on them, bondage that has been put on them, and talking about how he heals people, the signs, miracles, and wonders that he does every single day still. So I'm looking forward to getting people on here to share their stories and hopefully... Hopefully this story uh, bless some people, opened up some people's eyes maybe to, um, you know, the, the spiritual side of things. But really, I'm hoping that people will, will feel God's presence and feel God's love when they, when they listen.